listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I used to care what people thought. Now I care more. Man, nobody out there got this figured out. So therefore, I've lost all hope of a happy ending depending on whether or not it's worth it. So it's secure. No one's perfect. We spin it with no shame. We blow it like Coltrane. We end like Rogaine or leave it like Cobain. Or the long gone Koku can sing a swan song because we all take it like time bombs. Got Lambo like LeBron's mom. And no matter where all my friends go, Emily, Family, Lorenzo, all of them people are my kinfolk. At least I think so. I can't tell because when the check clear, they're not here because they don't care. It's kind of sad, but I'm laughing. Whatever happens, assassin or stabbed in the back of my cabin, Labrador yapping. I'm glad that it happened. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Monday. That's right, Monday. Um, and we're about to kick this goddamn thing off for everybody. Uh, of course, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search the Black Guy Who Tips. We'll come up. We appreciate everybody takes time out to do that um leave us five star reviews that helps the show out a lot uh you can also go to the blackouttips.com vote in the polls become a premium listener so you can listen to things like the pregame balls d sports the nerd off uh medium talk lip smacking good so many things to listen to mm-hmm. um the official weapon of the show is taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball at bullet ball extreme and today marks day 327 that bobby Schmurder has been locked in jail and that's sad guys mm-hmm. uh, we'll pray for bobby guys 327 days can you imagine 327 days away from your family your loved ones locked up in jail with no trial never knowing when the end is in sight right think about the reality of that guys anyway um so much news happened uh, i don't even know where to start with the news um i guess uh we'll start with um i guess we'll start with the biggest news and just work our way down how about that no it don't matter to me yeah all I'm, right i'm alone for the ride well um this is uh kind of uh fucking with black people kind of not but uh so they had the university of missouri mizzou as some people call it um where they had uh some people protesting okay we've covered different incidents that have happened at the university of missouri here on the show Mm-hmm. uh some of them we haven't even gotten to yet because like fucking with black people is so far behind right like you guys wouldn't like I, we might have to make fucking with black people's own show that's how crazy that is but um like i know there was a um, student center got cotton balls thrown at it which no. <sighs> just the pure racism of that um you know i know that um you know that i believe missouri was also one of the places where they had a black lives matter rally and then people like took the um stuff for the the decorations and all that stuff for the parade and they like spray painted over them and defaced all that shit you know like they've had a history of dealing with uh that schism up there Mm -hmm. um and of course we all know that's the state where you know mike brown got shot and then you really get a lot of you find out that there's a lot of history there with um <clears throat> racism and 
uh black oppression um Mm -hmm. you know uh even though there's a reform supposedly to the ferguson police department and the way that they uh the municipalities charge their constituents uh there there's other places around there that are having the same exact problem so uh like you know it's like one of those things where you you know you wish uh you could say well we solved this problem Mm -mm. but they, they really aren't even close so anyway uh because of all these um shocking uh i guess is the best way to say it like racial incidents saturday night the football team was like well the black players on the football team were like we're not playing another game we're not practicing we're not doing anything until the university president steps down uh that was saturday night uh monday afternoon he stepped down you uh you went off a spree cast oh i did Mm -hmm. okay all right let's see oh yeah i went back to windows 10 so i think it's doing that thing it was doing again oh is this recording thing because you know yeah it's still recording i got that part taken care of this morning okay but uh let me uh add myself back on the screen Mm. all right you know sorry about that (laughs) you know how when you reset everything like fuck it i'm going back to the original version fuck your settings yeah okay you keep keep an eye on that for me then i will because uh i don't want to have to keep going back in there um actually matter of fact let me um hold on guys i'll be right back i'm gonna go ahead and uh put this in a different browser so we don't have that issue again um no problem yeah for some reason it doesn't like internet explorer on the new uh on the new mm-hmm. shit which is weird because it's windows 10 you know right right it's like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Think, i do firefox right you think of any place that would be a place to have it taken care of um all right let's see if i can get in here through uh firefox yeah that's all i ever use yeah all right let's see now put on Yeah, they're like windows are like internet explorer all right, but there. Apparently am, like, I, mm-hmm. am i on screen i see you all right cool all right guys sorry about that <clears throat> be sure they can hear yeah they I, i'm pretty sure they, i can see it on moving on the camera okay but, um yeah so so you know they've had you know issues and stuff over over the a long period of time but you know it's coming to a head and now with the black lives matter movement and all this organization and all these activists and stuff and online stuff i think there's a lot of black people who have been sparked to be woke right uh to realize their power to realize the power of protest Mm -hmm. to realize the power of uh just the unity of the struggles that we have like you can be an athlete and still but you're still black you know so that so like you know in the past that's always been a a line where things have kind of been divided you know look at um recently as recently uh as uh, with the nba stabosephalosha got his leg broke by the nypd they don't because they don't know you're an nba player when they walk up to you Mm -mm. you know what i mean they know you're black some kind of black some kind of brown and they break your fucking leg so i think the unity it's starting to appear because of that unified struggle of oppression. Now it's even more pronounced in, in college campuses 
because they don't play the, they don't pay the players or anything but uh scholarship which is like mickey mouse coins yeah you might as well be paying me in, in sell in disney dollars right and say i can only spend that here on disney campus right so anyway uh jonathan butler is the original student who started a hunger strike uh he's a university of missouri graduate student jonathan butler he has been starving himself in an effort to remove the school's president tim wolf from his position today on the seventh day of his protest seventh day we didn't hear about this until saturday night that was like two days ago guys um which is why you know the football team protesting matters butler's protest was never a solitary one he's he is the face of a student group calling itself concerned student 1950 but the speed with which it metastasized metastasized yeah i said it right and engulfed the university had to have surprise wolf butler and his allies were broadly speaking protesting the treatment of minority primarily black students on missouri's campus butler said that he would not eat until wolf the president of the university of missouri system which encompasses both the flagship campus in columbia as well as smaller colleges across the state resigned his position wolf even in the face of growing attention and pressure as the story became a national one had refused to do so <clears throat> on sunday he stood his ground in a statement yeah so sun like sunday he basically came out and was like i'm dedicated to an ongoing dialogue between everybody blah 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 and i'm like this dude does not understand his position is untenable at this point the money has spoken okay Mm -hmm. football has spoken okay the student and it's not just the students on saturday Mm -hmm. night the black members of the school's football team announced that they would not practice nor play until wolf was no longer the school's president and butler had resumed eating on sunday the team's coach gary pinkle released a statement saying that he and his coaching staff and the team were all united and he put out a picture and it was like all of them i'm talking the whole white black whatever and for me that meant a lot it meant a whole lot um because nothing moves without unity and when it comes to the plight of brown people in this country white people have to care too white people have to care for shit to change if you don't care nothing changes we cannot do it alone we have to do it unified and when it's funny too because when they took this picture it wasn't the coach sitting in the front with all the players in the background so he could get some pub it was just a big ass group picture of all the people involved with the football program sitting down looking at this camera like yo we're not doing shit until this man is gone if you know anything about college football in most states the coach is the most highest paid prominent figure on any campus it, uh, it, it that has a football team that is making money mm-hmm. so and not and they're state employees you can go look it up yourselves they're typically paid more the the most in the state maybe sometimes a medical examiner or the head of the medical board yeah. most of the time though it is the the college coach of that state that makes the most money of any government employee right because they make a lot of money for the state <laughs> right because i mean that's just how much money football makes as i've said before on the show it is the right. opiate of the masses um <clears throat> so um he put that out <clears throat> which you know excellent leadership on his part 
i know his recruiting game is gonna be on fleek now right people are gonna be like you know what dog i don't mind going now my son can definitely play for your ass ain't that the truth um but yeah so he said that um that was going to include the team's next game on saturday against byu which is scheduled to air on espn oh so that's big right there people were bringing up the fact that if they don't play that game they actually owe byu a million dollars so that's another reason the money was talking ain't that the truth at missouri an sec school football is a big business pinkle the coach makes four million dollars a year wolf the president made less than five hundred thousand dollars a year oh oh well then yeah yeah, yeah that, big that. big car take little car big right. bank take little bank yeah that's yeah Mm-mm. the football program institutionally supporting its black players protesting along with butler was probably the situation's greatest possible escalator it's what made butler's protest into a topic of coverage for espn but the players too weren't acting alone a group of teachers called the concerned faculty group announced this morning that they will be conducting a two-day walkout in support of butler and the concerned ni- student 1950 uh the the school student government also released a statement this morning demanding wolf's resignation state legislators including columbia's representative and chairman of the state house committee of higher education both of whom are republicans also called for wolf to resign shit right republicans in missouri that you you fucking with their money so hey you fuck with money they're like yeah um, i don't care if it's right or wrong or different you fuck with money you got to go right um this is not a moral stance for a lot of people right um so what brought us here is perhaps easiest to work backwards on october 10th during the school's annual homecoming parade butler and other members of the concerned student 1950 blockaded blockaded the vintage convertible that was carrying wolf according to witnesses the driver of the convertible revved the car's engine while it was stopped before eventually bumping into butler the group was also heckled by parade attendees wolf was reportedly silent during the protest butler began his hunger strike in response to wolf over the subsequent month refusing to acknowledge that demonstration or the reasons for which it was carried out the aim of the homecoming parade protest was to draw attention to what butler and concerned student uh 1950 say is an inhospitable campus climate for minorities in a letter announcing his hunger strike butler released referenced several incidents on september 12th student body president peyton head wrote on facebook that he had been called a nigger while walking through campus and it was not the first instance and the school's legion of black collegians say the slur was also used against them while they were rehearsing a play outdoors on october 5th in his facebook post head also wrote about the on-campus oppression faced by lgbt disabled muslims and and female students um it's, uh, just keep in mind people are taking a really hard stance against these students but they didn't take a hard stance against any of this shit right you were silent while it happened but now you got principles once these students stood up for themselves okay on october 24th a swastika was drawn in feces on the bathroom wall outside of a residence hall in september the university announced it was removing the hospital privileges of colin mcnicholas a doctor who performed abortions at a planned parenthood clinic in columbia per the kansas city star uh state law dictates that a doctor can only perform abortions if he or she has clinical privileges at a hospital within 30 miles of where the abortions are taking place the school's decision effectively ended abortion in columbia wow earlier in the fall semester the school announced that it was revoking health insurance subsidies for graduate students after an immediate backlash the policy was reversed 
though the, these were the recent incidents that sparked the protest that led to wolf's resignation the oppression felt the indignity suffered by minority students and faculty did not of course begin just a semester cynthia frisbee a professor at the school's historic and loudly trumpeted journalism school which is another reason this is a shame that the word just now got out about so much of the stuff your journalism school you have reach yes you could like anyone it's like if something fucked up happened in north carolina and no one heard about it. it's like half the fucking journalists in sports come from north carolina yes they do no excuse for this um yeah she wrote in a facebook post that she had been called the n-word too many times to count she also wrote specifically of several disturbing incidents of racism some of you may recall my most recent experience while jogging on route k in may of 2015 when i was approached by a white man in a white truck with a confederate flag very visible and proudly displayed he leaned out his window now keep in mind i run against traffic so his behavior was a blatant sign that something was about to happen not only did he spit at me he called me the n-word and gave me a finger of course i responded with oh yeah get out your car you coward say that to my face he then raced off typical others of you may recall that after the Zimmerman trial i wrote about my experiences being called the n-word twice while i was on my jog and yes i have had a few faculty call me the n-word to treat me with incredible disrespect wow. yes faculty i have had a student who said he couldn't call me dr frizzy because that would mean he thinks i am smart and he was told that blacks are not smart and do not earn degrees without affirmative action yes true story i have so many stories to share that it just doesn't make sense to put them all here in my final year as a student at Mizzou, cotton balls were thrown on the lawn of the Black Culture Center, which is centrally located on campus during Black History Month. 2011, a racial slur was spray painted onto a statue outside a residence hall in 2012. Racist flyers were posted on another dorm. In the wake of the graffiti incident, the school launched a diversity initiative, initiative called One Mizzou, which then Chancellor Brady Deaton uh called his proudest moment but one mizzou as a concept and a name was discontinued this summer at the behest of the students who it was supposed to benefit a campaign that was initially supposed to promote tolerance and inclusion on campus had morphed into a generic marketing slogan for the school itself the baby steps had led nowhere the co-opting and eventual euthanization of one mizzou were emblematic of a simple fact that it is true in columbia that is as true in columbia as it is in america the university of missouri and the community in and around it were aware of and attended to the experiences of its minority students only in the worst of moments when asked to confront the uh, uh, and address the commonplace indignities minority students experienced at his university during the homecoming parade a celebration not a crisis wolf the ostensible leader of the community had no response he will be gone though not forgotten sir not by his peers who may now find themselves asked to acknowledge and fix problems they know they didn't know existed so that was just a, a rundown um but also um i believe the yeah chancellor says that he's going to resign at the end of the year so so he's next he's the next one on the chopping block you know i might get them off fuck them you stood silently and didn't say shit this is the thing i talk about that toxic whiteness when you have to be inside of an environment that ultimately is hostile towards you and the well-meaning members of that environment are silent Mm -hmm. and the oppressive members of that environment speak loudly very and then you and then all the drama comes down on you because no one wants to take a stance against those people who are oppressive and it's until you fucking take away their toy which is football then all of a sudden they they can listen and they care 
right yeah right or pretend care because at the end of the day they don't care a lot of people response has nothing to do with morality and doing the goddamn right thing right uh you know i'm very cynical about this you know and of course i have a lot to say on it as people know well shit at this point maybe some of y'all aren't familiar we haven't talked about how i feel about college sports and shit on mm-hmm. here in a while because wow. we have yeah. balls deep now and mm-hmm. we've already kind of spoken about college athletes and stuff obviously um i don't really watch a lot of college sports Mm-mm. uh i haven't watched really a lot of college sports since i don't know seven five seven years ago like um i want to say when we started this podcast i was already kind of checking out mm-hmm. but um a lot of the reason that i can't really watch college sports and i definitely can't watch it with just anybody and i don't listen to sports radio oh fuck them no only only time i listen to sports radio is if bomani's doing it or something like that maybe dan levitard yeah because most of it i'll just say they're white and racist and i can't take that and all they talk about especially here in charlotte and all they talk about is how the niggas ain't shit in coded language and how everybody is lazy and 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 shit like that and and it just gets on my fucking nerves because i'm like hey i'm black you're talking about me and how they really don't want to have a conversation and a lot of the callers that call in are low-key racist using cold words and i used to love talk sport radio but once i start clicking in it i was like fuck this you're making me angry why the fuck am i listening yeah some of y'all probably um that listen to balls these sports <clears throat> that swear by it um like part of the reason that you like it is because it is different from any other sports show right. you're not gonna hear another sports show like it um and that's because we do have a unique approach to it you know like we try to have more fun with it there's you know less of these long rants and shit like that but when you have to um decompact i don't know when you have to break down something like this it just it strikes so many different issues within the spectrum of college sports quote-unquote amateur sports um that you know it just touches on so many hot buttons for me personally um the first thing I'll, i'll bring up is obviously this is only happening because they don't pay these guys right now because some people go well why can't we get this in professional sports well we almost did one time when donald sterling was still owning the clippers and the players were about to strike yes sir um that and they and you saw how quick they got rid of that shit i mean players can use their power for things some things are out of their purview and i don't think would matter like i don't think the players could strike and then the new york police department would stop beating niggas up i don't mm-hmm. think that will happen but you could um you know and of course they struck for labor things but professional sports is a completely different animal you actually have uh in a, a nfl or nba pa right um uh, you know when there's a strike it's typically over compensation um there are not as many unifying moral codes for those guys Mm-mm. um and some of that's by design some of this this right here is the ncaa's biggest fear and in a lot of ways it's college fans biggest fear uh i don't get down with most college fans because they root for the name on the front of the jersey they root for the colors right but they root against the people in the jerseys and they root against the colors of their skin right every single day with every other action 
that does not take place between the times that those kids are in uniform they actively fight against those kids and it pisses me off too much to talk about it um when you see guys that you know like my cousin played college basketball right you know like um you know when i see players um in the nba in the nfl in um college athletics i i see my family members Mm -hmm. i see my friends Mm -hmm. i don't just see them as a product on the court that we can just you know it's just a sum of numbers and accomplishments they're human beings they have children they make mistakes they they you know they have success stories they you know they 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 triumph they struggle they do a bunch of stuff but sports is not the 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 only thing that that sums up their lives right you know so for me that the whole discussion becomes one in like callousness when you talk to a lot of people who can't identify with seeing those people as people right you know i see an 18 year old black kid on the college campus as a kid me too I see an 18 year old white kid on the college campus as a kid. Right. There's a lot of people that don't make the connection for both. Mm-mm. One of those people is a kid. The other one's an adult. And the second that that adult quote unquote steps out of pocket, the second that that kid says, Hey, I want some autonomy. I want to do something for myself. Or the second that that kid makes a mistake, they suddenly become an adult. You know how all our kids become adults. The second they fuck up right 15 year old uh does a wrestling move and accidentally kills his friend uh that motherfucker's going to jail for murder because he's black right um (laughs) 20 something year old white kid runs over some people in a car uh affluenza he's just a kid he needs to learn right so um for me personally like that's a huge disconnect is when you're talking to a college fan and you realize they kind of hate these guys Mm -hmm. they're envious of them you know, like you've ever heard the phrase, would you, and, and there's, and by the way, there's black people that do this shit too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't fuck with them either, Mm-mm. but there's black people that say shit like that too. Well, you get paid in an education. Like, well, do you really? Do you? Do Am you? I, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that the majority of the students that are, that play sports get, don't get paid in an education. The vast majority of them will. But the fact that we need that five to ten percent or whatever one to five percent of students that are going to be professional to play amateur and not get paid and that that says a lot right to compensate for everybody else basically right uh so that's one of the things number two um you pay for everybody else off the backs of these students and that is the biggest fucking folly of this whole system it's hypocritical you're no like people say well you know some of these grants and shit listen nobody is paying to fill an arena get tv contracts to watch a scientist take a test come on now all right no one wants to see your presentation that bad but people every single day are the biggest gambling pools you know march madness is pretty much the biggest fucking gambling force on the planet um you know the the we gotta get a playoff for college bowl games you know something i've always said i was against and people like why would you be against and i said because they shouldn't have to play an extra fucking game right it's stupid 
it's really just stupid it's just it's so we feel better about college sports the biggest con job that's happening right now is that too many people in general think it's the job of colleges to put on sports that's what the fuck we think college is a place where people go so we can watch them play sports supposed to be educating people right we're supposed to have student athletes but if we really have fucking student athletes most of you motherfuckers would not watch because it would be goddamn boring you would have billy that's getting ready to get his fucking degree in accounting with a 4.0 ass out there that's what you would get and you wouldn't want to watch that smu after they had the sanctions put on them that's really what college football should look like if we're being honest a bunch of guys who between studying and trying to get their degrees take the time out to play some football right who plan to go to school and get a degree via football helping them get that degree and you know what nobody wants to see that shit no they don't you don't get contracts off of that you don't want to see slow motherfuckers running around because they supposed to be you know like because they're more concerned about that test they got to take you know (laughs) right you don't want to see that shit nobody wants to see that shit and nobody wants to admit that that's the problem and you know um everybody's kind of complicit in that right um but these kids at missouri struck a blow because and it's scary and the reason that this got taken care of so quickly by the way it's not over they have more demands but Mm -mm. the reason their biggest demand got taken care of so quickly is because it is the card that can pull down the entire structure of the ncaa if other students are seeing this shit around the nation that the biggest fear they have is that some other schools go yeah yeah i go to clemson every year we have the fucking blackface frat come on every year we have some racial incidents on campus right you know alabama you like you telling me some of these kids are like yo we got that kind of power you know i want to say two or three years ago northwestern uh university tried to unionize their players the players tried to form a union they got struck down ultimately and i think it's actually they're still working on it Mm -hmm. but that's the scariest shit to the ncaa students getting together and going we got rights because everybody cares about the rules and the violations of the rules when it comes to coach cal helping kids get out of school and go be nba players they Mm -hmm. they hate that motherfucker right right He's a rule breaker. But nobody really cared when Rich Rodriguez, I believe it was, at at Michigan violated the rules and had the kids practicing 40 hours a week when they were supposed to be capped at 20. Um, But people went, well, that's just football. That's just what happens. Mm -hmm. Everybody's trapped. Everyone's got the kids doing more than they're supposed to do. Yeah, fuck study hall. But these are the same people that as soon as those kids fuck up, they go, you're getting a free education right right and 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 when you look up down at it it's one of those things where and i've never understood this doing march madness mm-hmm. when they have these things where they be like uh student a's went and took a test for students and all this bullshit i was like yeah goddamn right because i'm trying to tell you from february to april when you flying all across the country and all these divisions for the uh uh uh, for the uh, bowls, not the bowls, for the um, NCAA tournament, there's no goddamn way you could be studying. There's no way you could be in class. There's no way you can motherfucking. There's no way. Most adults can't keep up with their normal life if they was traveling that goddamn much for fucking free. Yeah, this is income distrib- redistribution. 
something that conservatives and so many white people claim to be against that's what this is your kids go to school off the backs of these kids labor title nine is nothing but giving money to other programs that don't make money because football and basketball make all the fucking money the majority black sports there's some rare exceptions where maybe basketball makes more money or you know neither sport makes money but in most cases the money maker for universities are your football team and your basketball team and then they take that money and they use it in title nine to be like well now we're gonna have a rowing team well now we're gonna have golf well now we're gonna have like volleyball right shit that white people get to do right and now and they go to school for free on those scholarships Mm -hmm. scholarships off the back of these black kids that's what that shit is so yeah they took a swipe at the entire system when they pulled the wool back on that shit when they were like hey we aren't going to work until we're treated better and there are so many black students at these universities suffering under this type of oppression and they don't have the same outlet and they don't have the same reach but they might have figured something out now you know there's so many students that have the same experience of the toxic whiteness that they're surrounded by just having to put up with being mocked having to be put up with being racially discriminated against having to put up with so many things and they don't have an outlet that can shut shit down uh uh-uh, except sports except for this majority this 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 place where you put the majority of black people on your fields where they can say we're not doing this shit you know like this this like this right here is is a shift in my opinion and it and it can be an opportunity to be a shift other people are <clears throat> i think taking it too far as people are like well if all black people did this we can all right i i get that you think that's that's not gonna happen i'm Mm-mm. not i'm not here for pie in the sky i'm here for what's real right right so that's another element of this thing that i think people haven't really uh embraced yet you know just this idea that these students already pay for everything else at the university yes, they are. through their labor right another thing i was thinking about remember the greg hardy thing mm-hmm. now greg pictures of greg hardy hitting uh the the, the abuse he did to his girlfriend at the time i believe mm-hmm. um have come out and people are seeing it and people are having a fresh new reaction to it people are very upset and they're like how the fuck in the nfl and the dallas cowboys see this damage he did to this woman and then think let's get him on our team not only that let's give him an extension let's get him on a long-term contract this isn't right and i heard so many people that people i respect basically pull the well what you gonna do about it keep watching the sport well then basically shut up right mm-hmm. where was that during race shit hmm? come on now what was that during this did i did anybody say um hey man what you gonna do just you got a problem with, with racism in, in the nfl why what what you gonna do not watch the redskins hmm nobody says that shit or when they do we go man fuck you i'm gonna still talk about it because i got the right to talk about it right i they want my money i get a right to give my review of the motherfucking product on the field yeah goddamn right baby so it's so funny that essentially it was a very soft shut the fuck up coming out of the mouths of a lot of people that understand 
the impact of race in sports but yet when it came to something that impacted gender in sports with this uh you know with this greg hardy shit the answer was essentially if you're gonna keep watching football then you can't say shit right um can you imagine if that was the tactic that these players took can you imagine if that was the tactic that people would take now like they're not doing that like you don't know what change you can do unless you try you don't know what the fuck can happen unless you say something because if you don't say shit then you're complicit in it as well yes you are so you have to say something if you feel strongly about the shit people talk about things that won't be changing in sports for a long time every fucking day out there on the radio every goddamn day they got some shit to say about how they feel about something that's always been a certain way that maybe might not change maybe it will but they have to give their opinion because they got time to feel too but yet when it came to that greg hardy shit it was essentially a hey what can you do fuck it you gonna watch the game ain't you right because the shit did not did not directly affect them but the same thing and i will stand behind this you have goddamn mini dresses that is not for the motherfucking fellas you went off the screen baby you have earrings you have bracelets right you sell shit not for the men before the women so just like in comics and just like all these other platforms that have been um targeted quote unquote towards men you target shit towards women you want my motherfucking money for that pink pocketbook so guess what my dollar my opinion comes also right so it's been been really interesting to see how this shit like how it how it fleshed out you know what i mean because you like i've watched people trip over themselves to make points that they weren't making just a week ago right 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 right. a week ago nothing could be done because for years people said there's nothing that can be done about racism on campus for fucking years Mm -hmm. you know like oh just what are you gonna do not watch i mean come on that's crazy i don't know how about not play right how about the social dynamics of what was happening on campus had enough impact on the players and the students that they organized because they got that feedback from the general audience and the general people out there in the public that's had something to say about it that's why you say shit that's why you say yo i do think it's disgusting that greg hardy's playing football and i don't think the league has to give him a job no i do not you know what i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that and maybe something will be done about it i know when it won't be i know nothing will be done if you don't say shit i know that much right right and as a woman it's goddamn disgusting for him for 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 from a woman's perspective i didn't i heard about the stuff but i didn't see anything and when they released it it re it made me mad again it just made me very fucking angry because i applied the panthers pam was like fuck you you're not playing anymore and they set him down, which is the right thing to do. Because it's sometimes where your talent does not goddamn matter. And I, and I understand it's a business and I understand it's about money. I really, 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 really do. But also, you're, you have to understand when the NFL wants to quote unquote constantly take these moral stances on shit. They want them to take these moral stances and you plan these fucking commercials about domestic violence and you plan, you, you, you go out, help the children and all this shit. 
but yet you don't hold your players to this standard and that's the problem you don't hold your players to a standard that 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 you're promoting to the community and then when people get mad that you don't do what you say you're going to do you act like they're wrong for calling you out on your bullshit and telling you that you're not right for this it's goddamn disgusting that the dallas cowboys allowed this player to go and talk to the media without fucking media training it's disgusting you had him out there talking knowing this question was going to come up it's not like it was not going to come up and he had no fucking media training that's the motherfucking problem and i don't want to hear what do you expect like there's two things that people have been saying that are some of the dumbest most callous things you can say and uh, it's been a lot of well what do you expect i mean is i mean that's what they do they just try to make this money i mean that's what they what do you expect like okay so what do you expect niggas get shot by the cops every day you still mad or no come on now it happened every goddamn day are you mad or not oh you're still mad huh well what do you expect what kind of callous fucking answer is that the other thing that that's been um really disheartening uh to, to to see people say is well I when I read the report or when I first heard about it, I mean, what did y'all think the picture was gonna say? I mean, obviously the pictures were bad, but what did y'all think happened? What did y'all think happened? Let me tell you something. Why do you want body cameras on police? Come on now. Why do you want the body cameras on the police, guys? We get news reports, we get witness accounts, we get that shit. We get the autopsies. Why do you want the fucking body cameras on the police? because the pictures the video is worth more than words and it always will be the way that something is described between ray rice and his wife and the way that you see it it can vary and it definitely has a different impact when they describe that oh it was a fight they always do this da 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 yeah yeah that's cool when them fucking when that fucking video came out you weren't saying that shit you know what i mean so i don't like i think a lot of people are saying some dumb shit because they have the privilege to opt out of caring about certain things right and and this this missouri thing has really brought that to light like just how many people have sound they sound the same way that people sound when black people get shot by the cops Mm -hmm. that you know what do you say i mean what do you think what happened i mean i mean that's i mean that's what the report said i mean what you want me to like nah shut the fuck up let people be mad right the other thing i wanted to bring up too and this kind of maybe my last point um but it's a very important point college athletes on these campuses are often treated as special little snowflake negroes mm-hmm. now i don't say that to admonish them mm-hmm. but many times when we see black celebrity and black talent and the way that they disassociate themselves from blackness in general, the way that say a Raven Simone talks, the way that Pharrell can talk at times, the way that Anthony Mackie talks, the way that Richard Sherman talked when he brought up the, the what about black on black crime shit. A lot of this shit happens because those black people are taking, are taking away from other black people and then told by white people how special they are and that they deserve to be there based on talent hard work now 
typically they don't those white people don't respect other black people but they respect these black people because these black people are making the money they're entertaining them you know hey richard sherman can date my daughter but if but if richard sherman was just richard sherman the student not richard sherman the cornerback he couldn't date my daughter now they're not necessarily aware of this or maybe they're aware of it and they buy into it whatever whichever point it is the result is the same many times there's a separation between the athletes that are black at schools and the black students that are black at schools they have a different uh facility to live in different and better facilities to eat from uh many times deriving jealousy from the white populace you know and and then and, you know which also is another set of problems right there's a lot of that's where that first one came from where i said they root against those students they say they don't have they're lucky they don't talk about the hard work and uh adversity that they face and the things that they have to do to, to be able to make it to where they're at mm-hmm. the things they have to overcome they don't discuss that Mm-mm. they just go why does he get to eat steak right well i don't know when's the last time you fucking paid for somebody else's tuition because you got a fucking touchdown ne- never okay well you shut the fuck up <laughs> come on now um ain't nobody here to watch you do it play badminton or whatever the fuck it is that i pay for off my back um so but yeah um this more than anything is is like the scariest part of this is black players associating with the other black students the riffraff if you will the black students that are treated as other the black students that are seen as less than the black students that you do call nigger because what they don't do is try they they try not to call these guys niggers because these are the guys hey we root for these niggers let's not offend them let's not piss them off we need tavares to play saturday right because if he don't we don't make our money right and a lot of times especially with black men you can kind of convince them that this fetishism of our bodies is the same as love and acceptance and tolerance so a lot of them end up being fooled by this you know where it's like oh yeah these people love me and you're like nah dog they really don't and if they loved you they wouldn't treat other people that are your color this 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 with this disdain because to because you're one injury from this happening to you um you know so i feel like this this has been a huge slap in the face to that and it's the power of i think social media power of black lives matter the power of activism online showing people waking people up that hey we are a unit people whether you want to or not we are seen as a unit so just because you're the special nigga on campus doesn't exempt you from the fact that they think you a nigga too you know what i mean you might feel like you're not right now because they don't have a problem with you know the way they treat you you know like nepotism works for black players they in a way that it doesn't work for black students you know uh like how many college if for people that know former college players if you if y'all know any they you know all of a sudden they get uh rental cars for free from dealers if one of the boosters is a dealer uh owns a dealership let them get the rental car for free you know bring it back everyone so a good deal sell cars get jobs internships access to money access to social circles that they typically would not be invited to but because they play a sport they get in so when you when so a lot of times it can fool you you really do start to feel like white people are good why are fucking black people tripping they've been good to me and that separation was just fucking eviscerated at missouri and that speaks fucking volumes it's, it's very powerful 
what they were able to accomplish and i uh i i commend them no matter where this goes me too like i i know it's not over quote unquote yet but even if it was over i commend them for the effort and i hope other people are paying attention i hope people are waking up you know college campuses have been a place where black people have been told to go to get ourselves out of the oppression that we experience we've been told that this is the get out of jail card Mm -hmm. you know we've been told that to get in all that debt right but yet we but yet when we go there we find out that no the oppression follows you it's here too yes it is it doesn't matter what school you know it's it's at yale too it's at oxford too it's everywhere you know it doesn't matter where you go so at some point you got to fight against it you know and you know if they really wanted to end this shit uh they could just let these kids go play in the nfl and the nba but these colleges are addicted to the revenue stream of forcing kids to stay there for a year or two Mm -hmm. in the nfl and the nba yeah you know i've always i spoke about this and i will continue to be mad about it you don't have this fucking rule in any other sport you have some sports where people can actually go to the draft and come back you have other sports so people can actually go pro in the ncaa so you know these rules aren't aren't evenly in ncaa i could be a professional quote-unquote golf player while i'm still in college can get paid get sponsorships and all this shit but you can't do it in these sports that are predominantly black tell me why right and you see the way that they're having these reactions if you've seen the reactions from quote-unquote sports fans about this shit it's it's the like i said it's why i don't watch it it's why i can't if i do watch it i don't discuss it it's because of that because that's you should be happy you even got a scholarship right while you know there be people online today white people posting the fucking most ignorant shit i just threw a bunch of missouri resumes away because if those kids do that then they don't deserve to get jobs so you don't want kids that can organize stand up for themselves uh you know creatively um get goals accomplished you don't want that okay you know your loss even though it also is illegal to throw away people's resumes within five to seven years but still your loss and i hope they find your name and your account what company you work for and get your ass up out of there too you know this is like it's so this is the scariest fucking thing and it's and i think i don't think it's scary when professional athletes do this it's not scary in that way because with professional athletes you get to hate them in a way that is different than with amateur athletes like they're not beholding to you they have access to the money and the power to go off and do whatever they want to with with or without you with the college athletes them shutting something down strikes at the core the fear of the ncaa because tell me what's the difference between this and a union tell me what's the difference between this and the beginning stages of a union when people realize we have a common goal and a common will and the common power to get something done Mm -hmm. and that's scary as fuck but the 18 year olds with nothing to lose fuck it what are you gonna do take my scholarship i don't want a scholarship at your racist piece of shit university come on what it's not a privilege to be here where i can get called nigger you know what i mean like that's what i don't understand like people are going well they might lose their scholarship well i'm getting called nigger every day come on well they throwing cotton balls on the student center who the fuck want that piece of paper you know so it's it's like you're never gonna get anywhere if you're just scared of losing everything all the time you're just never gonna get anything they're gonna keep giving you a little bit 
you know that that they're just they're just lucky so far that enough of these guys haven't gotten together and said wait a minute why don't we just stop playing till we get some motherfucking money come on now like like they're they gonna fuck around and everybody get ready to be mad espn everybody because you know what you 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 like i said you are not turning on espn to watch north carolina and duke play with the dude with the major and the double degree in biology and um phys- physics up in there you are not going to watch that motherfucker play i'm sorry you're just not so you know in in my personal opinion they need to get paid paying them and fucking mickey mouse coins you got them called a scholarship is not money it's not money they can't take it and spend it and it's funny that everybody makes a goddamn dime off these players but them. They can't even take the jersey off their back and sign it and make fucking $2 off of it. And it's a fucking problem. You have students that, that can't eat. You got students that can't survive off these motherfucking scholarships that you say you give them. Real word. Right. Gotta keep them broke, man. Get some money. Fuck around, lose their mind, right? Right, because I've been a college student and I've been on scholarships, so I know how this fucker works. And I didn't have to get up at 5 a.m. to go fucking jogging in the morning, practice with the team, eat breakfast all together, go go to morning practice, fuck around, go to class all day, meet meet, meet up in the afternoon, you know, a workout in the afternoon. You know, you going on Saturdays and Sundays. I didn't have to do that, but I got a scholarship also. Right, and you hear people go well i would i would trade places with them in a heartbeat first of all the only reason you would say that is because no one wants to see your ass right like you're valueless in that in that realm you know that's like me going i would trade places with a doctor in a heartbeat yeah because i don't have any doctor fucking skills yeah of course i trade places for that money because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i didn't put in any of the time or the work i didn't earn a single paycheck of that i'd be stealing basically um and you don't have any respect for their work ethic because they work harder than you yes they do they work better than you they work like the things that you take for granted the things you put in your body and stuff you could have tried those things you, it didn't work out for you you're not good enough and you never will be most of these athletes are better at what they do just athletically than you'll ever be at anything you ever do in life period <laughs> like and that and that's just athletically that. that's not the encompass that doesn't encompass their entire lives but just the fo- the singular focus it takes to get that fucking good at something is ridiculous. And then to think that somebody's going to make free money off of you. Free dog. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so stupid, man. Anyway, uh, those are my thoughts on the Missouri shit. So, um, and I'm good for them. I'm sure it's not done yet. I'm sure more mm-hmm. stuff will be uh, covered with it. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I don't think... You know, I don't think the people that are running around like, and now the NBA needs to do it. It's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. I don't it's not like the same. you got to find a unifying cause and shit, and it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen that way. But I'll tell you what, struck a fucking struck the quarter fifth throughout the entire college. Like, I mean, when the governors are Republican and they're like, "Yo, you got to go, nigga. He got to go." You got, you know what? And I hope you think they care about racism? No, they care about that income. Right, and they didn't want to lose that million, million. They was like, "Fuck that! We are not paying a billion dollars because these students don't want to goddamn play." This is state income. Keep in mind, this is state school. This is state income. This is money coming into the state via athletics. Come on, they like the 
they have built so much on our backs guys prison legal system you know school these debt these systems of debt so much shit here to replace slavery and these kids found that loophole and said fuck you and uh they got this shit done in 72 hours it's amazing right and i I honestly hope more do it and also it's one of those things like with the uh wrestling did with hulk hogan when people come out and say stupid shit and, and and you see hints of racism they get your ass out of there because they know if people look long enough they'll start investigating and they'll see that something's wrong with the entire goddamn system so it's like oh nigga you got to go because we don't want these reporters and shit around long enough because we know that they'll get to snooping and investigating tmz get in the house and before you know it we having all kinds of scandals and shit like that that, that everybody knew about for years because we didn't want to get rid of this motherfucker nope you got to go yeah everybody mad as shit right right um like why are you so mad dog yeah why why are you so mad i mean they are they don't like being treated racistly what why does this why does this hurt you right because you're not they stood up for themselves because you're not being called a nigga dog what are we talking about here right anyway rumbler is like a dating app but for fist fights the fuck is a rumbler rumbler karen it's a dating app but like for fist fights i hear you but that still don't make sense well you have tinder and other apps where people meet up grinder you know meet up they had them some sex well like snapchat no snapchat is not a dating app oh um tinder and grinder are dating apps where you swipe left and swipe right to match with people to fuck them in your area oh i don't know nothing about neither one of them Mm -mm, i've heard of them no thank you uh that's an example of the sort of uh bro your face is pissing me off want to throw down that's an example of sort of dialogue go that goes on in a new app called rumbler which can be used to set up fist fights with total strangers like fight club style rumbler is set up like a dating app except the dates happen in parking lots and back alleys not restaurants and they culminate in throwdowns instead of get downs uh here's oh, the, the pitch police on the... know about this and be showing up and like hey y'all motherfuckers can't be back here having no legal fight is it illegal to consent to a fight i mean y- y'all you oh so we're gonna go just get beat up for free i mean nobody press charges i don't know i, I don't know the rules karen oh okay I'm, maybe i'm i'm sorry I, let me turn my brain off click click okay it's off my bad i'm i'm, I'm thinking i mean there's a question but i'm not saying you're thinking too hard i'm saying i don't know if that's illegal okay for two consenting adults to be like i want to have a fight i'm not gonna call the cops i'm not gonna press charges i just want to have a fight and that's it what happened if somebody else called 911 go hey these motherfuckers fighting i have no idea i don't know the rules yeah, that's what i said okay i don't give a fuck about your app y'all out here brawling i don't know why uh so yeah you don't need to fight to use rumbler with rumbler explorer anyone can browse and attend fights close by uh so you can watch it <coughs> so if it is illegal cops can just log on and come watch y'all fight and right. take you to jail if it's illegal okay which i don't know the app comes complete with a chat tool and a mapping function to show where fights and fighters are located you can even filter to show only girl fights or gang fights oh shit it's got to shit sound like a video game the app hasn't launched in app stores yet it could be a way to approve of the website lets people sign up on a waiting list no sign of any monetization efforts on the site just an effort to build a large community of punchers so yeah rumbler man um obviously i won't be joining this um, no i don't want no rumbler yeah i don't i mean i the first person i thought of when i heard this was josh homer 
it's an angry man it's like that dude probably can't wait to sign up for this and he was the first person that responded to on my facebook when i posted it <laughs> i said damn you send the bat signal out sometimes i just post shit on my facebook i'll be like i already know who's gonna respond because that's the person that's got the problems uh two people were stabbed according to police at the Riz's house in new jersey oh shit i know uh two people were stabbed early saturday morning at rapper producer at wu-tang clan found a member rizza millstone new jersey home in uh well in new jersey rizza himself apparently wasn't home but rather at fun fun fest in austin texas the new jersey state policeman a uh, police spokesman sergeant gregory williams told nj.com that police responded to a report of a stabbing at 118 a.m uh two men were found to sustain serious injuries and were taken to the hospital uh investigation by the major crimes unit is ongoing uh the violence apparently broke out during a party thrown by rizza's adult children ah! your goddamn adult kids is throwing a party at your house well he's rich why wouldn't you i wonder if they got stabbed with liquid swords i don't know but i'm glad i ain't got no kids because when my motherfucking ass come back oh y'all grown motherfuckers got to go yeah throwing a party at my fucking house and somebody gets shot nope everybody grown you got to go and come in there with them golden arms and stop that shit right you making money off of my terrible movies and me sounding like i got rocks in my mouth fuck you you got to go <laughs> what's going on here you uh-huh. gotta go go make your own money children you're grown i don't know why he talks like that uh chris brown uh a woman was hospitalized after alleged security beatdown oh women stay being in the hospital around chris brown no they do his posse is accused of beating a woman so badly at a vegas party she was hospitalized for whiplash jacaria a 28 year old insurance agent tells us she was hanging with brown and his crew early sunday at the palms casino resort she says everyone had to leave their phones or his security when she went up to pick up her two phones her team thought she was trying to steal someone else's that's when jacaria says brown security guard got violent grabbing her by the hair shaking her around throwing her to the ground she says the guard tried to stomp on her but someone mercifully stepped in jacaria says she got home but realized she was in bad shape so she called an ambulance doctors told her she had whiplash law enforcement tells tmz cops took a battery report and they're looking into the incident fuck yeah everywhere this dude goes a woman getting beat what is up with him Mm -hmm. does he just have the worst fucking luck or what you know it's like what is this deal oh everybody mad even his security team is like yo let's beat some motherfucking women up right uh let's see russia has halted flights into egypt amid reports that a bomb brought down a flight oh shit yeah russian president vladimir putin has suspended all flights into egypt amid reports that the flight recorder for metro flight 9268 contains data that strongly favors theories that a bomb brought down a passenger jet france 2 tv an affiliate of sky news and cnn spoke to an investigator with access to the black box who claimed an explosion can be heard just before the recording ends afpb and bbc have uh similar reports with the afp citing a source that says the data indicates a very sudden explosive explosive decompression and the bbc quoting a source who said there's intercepted chatter that confirms the bombing um maybe they heard like alu akbar or something 
I don't I'm know. happy. The flight data and voice recorders show everything was normal until both failed at 24 minutes after takeoff from the Sharm El Sheikh Resort uh, Saturday, pointing to a very sudden explosive decompression. The Islamic State uh, group claimed it, uh, it it downed the plane, provided no detail, saying it was retaliation for Russia airstrikes in Syria. The data strongly favors the theory of a bomb on board brought down the plane. Uh, earlier today, Putin halted all Russian flights into Egypt, leaving an estimated 50,000 Russian tourists temporarily stranded in Sharm el-Sheikh. The UK has also suspended flights into the country, with an estimated 19,000 British tourists remaining in the resort town. The St. Petersburg-bound Metrojet flight crashed Saturday with just 23 minutes after taking off, killing all 224 people on board. Wow. <coughs> ISIS has claimed re- responsibility for the blast, though no evidence has been presented by the group to support their claims. Wow. Wow. U.S. intelligence believes ISIS brought the a bomb, brought, likely brought it down, too. So, man, can you imagine if you just, like just stuck so like when do you get home <laughs> you know well, i couldn't even imagine you made a trip over there with your see your family your friends or you just torn and all of a sudden you can't leave yeah i'm just fucking done right and yeah hey yo when i'm gonna get home we don't know because you know we don't want you to, to die in the sky <laughs> well karen you were right chipotle's been slapped with two more e coli lawsuits yeah goddamn right because folks ain't trying to hear that bullshit yeah, you said they were gonna get sued behind yeah, that shit. Yeah, making folks sick and shutting your shit down, and and yeah, and then trying to cover it up because you know a lot. It because like I say, it's one of those things where when it comes to these outbreaks, they try to do everything they can. But with social media, you can't hide this. Everybody posting that shit on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these other places. People gonna find out, and the people know they ain't there too. And remember getting sick and got like records and shit like that. But you know because the cases they have are the cases that they know of not mm. not the people that actually got sick and just didn't report it because you know how sometimes you just think it's something else you ate mm-hmm. yeah yeah this this ain't the end of it wouldn't surprise me if they have a a, a class action lawsuit because you know for you to close like what's it 20 30 of them in in like a general area mm-hmm. oh, 40, yeah. 41 41 i'm sorry for you to close 41 you don't close 41 restaurants just because motherfucker. no no no. i'm sorry 41 illnesses oh 41 illnesses yeah and there's more than 40 locations that remain closed so over 41 right so you have all these locations that shut down mm-hmm. you, you put it like this you're in a business to make money every day these places are closed you still have rent or or if you pay for the building odds are most chipotle is in places they rent your likes and shit still do you still uh are you being closed is a loss for all these locations probably billions of dollars a day that you're losing every day these locations are not open open so they are not closed for no reason they are closed because y'all trying to figure out what the fuck happened yep uh supporters of tlc's kickstarter campaign want their 400k back oh what happened it's been 11 months since TLC raised nearly a million dollars to fund their last album. In January, T-Boz and Chili created a Kickstarter page that the goal of raising 100000 to create their fifth and final album. I mean, we talked about that, didn't we? Yes. They made their headlines when they exceeded their goal by raising $430,000 in a week. Goddamn. Which included a $5,000 contribution from singer Katy Perry. 
yes i still call her Katy perry now the group's loyal fans are wondering where is the music how long will it take for the grammy award winning living legends with four albums under their belt to get back in the studio according to their kickstarter page the album was supposed to be done by the end of 2015 on september 24th the ladies posted an updated uh, update saying the project has been pushed back until 2016 however that's not good enough for some fans who are at least hoping to get a single or a snippet of a single before the end of the year the song that we did with dallas austin that lady gaga did originally is a great song it turned out really good i don't know we definitely won't throw it away said chili in an interview with time magazine back in january on working with the group that created creep and unpretty for the group uh or the producer who created creep and unpretty um we can't believe t boz and chili are sitting on a track with lady gaga releasing that collaboration would probably break the internet According to hellobeautiful.com i don't know if it would right um anyway uh so tlc got your money just like pebble got theirs one disappointed contributor tweeted <laughs> oh you know the jokes are gonna come out yeah now everybody's tweet uh pebbles right uh yeah everybody who donated to tlc telling lies for checks oh <laughs> <laughs> i love black folks oh man yeah they, they posted a clip i need that money <laughs> they posted a clip and oh, set it off oh they got jokes is chili that busy looking for a rich husband is t-boss dealing with some foreign policy issue we don't know oh. where the music oh, i follow <laughs> this dude this is my man rusty mkt um, mk2 tlc raised over three times that goal was that for kickstarter and y'all can't even get a snippet of music something is wrong here so <laughs> folks is mad so someone said give katie her 5k back oh oh, <laughs> oh man they don't want no scrubs Mm-mm. tlc telling lies for checks <laughs> uh a florida cop shows up wasted to accept an award for dui arrest for mothers against drunk driving oh you lying no i'm not lying that seems very inappropriate i just go on a limb going out go out on a limb here say drunk and disgraced we now know there is more to the story of a pinellas county deputy who showed up drunk at a statewide mothers against drunk driving conference investigative reporter mark douglas got his hands on some new records and mark there is a lot more to this than what the sheriff's office first made public to us that's right, Keith. These records show that the deputy at the center of this controversy showed up at that mad conference in Fort Lauderdale ready to party like he was on a college spring break. Ah. Back in July, Pinellas deputy Mike Saliga showed up at the Pier 66 Hotel in Fort Lauderdale with a bottle of booze and ready to party. And party he did. Last month, Gulfport's police chief told me he bumped into Zaliga moments before a hotel banquet. I approached him and I said, you probably don't want to be here. This isn't appropriate. He's not kidding. Zaliga was at the hotel for two days of DUI law enforcement training, entirely oh. paid for by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Oh, Zaliga was supposed to receive a mad oh. award in front of 200 people, but the chief insists he was staggering and reeked of booze. And you could tell he was drunk. Oh, yeah. As bad as that sounded last month, it just got worse. We now have records that reveal Zaliga packed a bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey into his patrol car for his Fort Lauderdale weekend. He signed in for DUI training that Friday, but skipped out after the first break along with two other deputies, poured some scotch, and proceeded to play cornhole in the courtyard 
while hundreds of other cops attended DUI training. Wow. Later that day, a Pasco DUI supervisor reported seeing Zaliga drunk in a hotel hallway during a fire alarm, wearing only his boxer shorts. <laughs> when the Gulfport chief raised a stink before the banquet, Zaliga's supervisor ordered him back to his room. Zaliga didn't get to pick up his award for making 100 DUI arrests. Sheriff Bob Gualteri shared his embarrassment with reporter Peter Bernard last month. It was wrong. It was just, again, one of the most ridiculous things I've heard of. And when I first heard about it, that was my reaction is, is that, come on, you got to be kidding me, really? Now, Zaliga told investigators that he was not as drunk as some of those witnesses said he was, that he was not partying in the hallway with his pants off, and that he only skipped the training because it was no longer relevant to his new role as a detective in the Crimes Against Children Division. But the mm -hmm. bottom line here... He was drinking on duty, he skipped training, right. and he broke the trust of MAD, which paid for his entire trip, Keith. Right. And what was the punishment for all of this, Mark? Well, the punishment amounts to one day suspension without pay, and I suppose you'd say a whole lot of embarrassment, which quite possibly got a little worse tonight. Certainly more pronounced. Thank you. Mark Douglas reporting live in Pinellas County. Yo. <laughs> he showed up drunk. And MAD paid for it. Mothers no. against drunk driving. And his excuse was, I'm not as drunk as they said I was. Which means you were drinking, motherfucker. Oh, my God. To accept an award? Right. He wasn't you showed up. I wonder what his acceptance speech was. First of all, <clears throat> five, six, seven, eight. Are you fresh? Are you mad? I know y'all mad. It's in the name. <laughs> 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 oh my god what a fucking idiot right and, <laughs> and he was like hey my new job is keeping these kids from getting fucked so i can get drunk now <laughs> right. oh god that, man that's right. so good that, that's the worst because mad ought to be like yeah we mad enough to demand that you lose your job now because you showed up to a fucking function that we paid for goddamn drunk Mm-hmm. That's huh, I mean, of all the places not to show up drunk. All the places not to show up drunk. I mean, did he drive there? Did he drive drunk? Uh, there? Apparently who knows? <laughs> Shit. He had a, he had Jameson in the car with him. Did he take a Uber? Um <laughs> uh, <clears throat> How to steal the guide to stealing candy from your children. Why? This stealing well, after after uh after you know, after Halloween. You need to be able to know how to do it according to mashable you got to gather some conspirators <clears throat> you know try asking some of uh, some people to go with you do some detailed reconnaissance study the targets disable all the lawns and then steal the candy there you go karen five steps or four i don't know how many steps it was uh you grown ass adult let me tell you how to steal candy from your kids just take it you just take the candy all right great they, they they your kids and it's you your, can always go buy more and it's your candy that candy is your candy and we uh, all can eat it you, you make a pre-arranged agreement that you are the parent and will be taking shit from time to time that's pretty much how it would happen in my house <laughs> i don't understand why so why so uh i'm not ninja in your fucking right starburst so i'll just take them I'm and buy you some more look i know the whole thing now is uh all kids deserve autonomy and they all are in control of their own bodies and stuff all the time and that is cool in theory but come on that 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 candy is yours right like 
you gonna negotiate with <clears throat> spongebob over a fucking candy just take it please just just take it. just take the goddamn candy okay guys six myths about cast iron pans busted okay okay tired of y'all motherfuckers going around spreading all this misinformation about cast iron pans it's it's goddamn ridiculous and it's time that the blackout tips takes it uh, uh, takes it down a notch myth number one you can't use soap in cast iron pans that's a myth busted if you're like me you've never had so much as a drop of soap hit the cast iron pan because lord says that it will damage the seasoning that nonsense according to the the same way we can use soap inside a tupperware container without taking the plastic away uh you can use it on a cast iron pan without removing the seasoning uh go don't go overboard with the soap of course but if the pan is dirty and needs a scrub with soap to remove grime go for it the main point is you don't always need to but if you have to use soap sometimes it won't ruin your cast iron pan he says okay myth number two you can soak a cast iron pan that has caked on food more damaging to a cast iron pan than any amount of soap you use is having water soak in it for a long period of time to get crusted on bits of food off the pan pour pour in a generous amount of kosher salt into the pan use a dry cloth or paper towel to wipe the salt around the pan and dislodge food scraps <clears throat> don't allow a lot of time to go by between cleaning the pan and reseasoning it do the cleaning and reseason at the same time when dinner is finished myth number three season what do you mean by reseasoning with the salt i guess i don't know myth mm-hmm. number three seasoning the pan at the beginning is a whole lot of work an infamous an, em- an emphasis is always placed on correctly seasoning a brand new cast iron pan my advice well seasoning is just to cook the things you normally cook don't take it uh, don't take all those extra steps to season your pan just saute in it uh to reseason after cooking rinse with water and soap if necessary but before placing on high heat on your stovetop so that the water uh evaporates then carefully rub it down uh entirely uh handle and bottom of the pan included with whatever oil that's on hand using a paper towel oh so it's already kind of naturally seasoned when you cook in it okay yeah you just don't you just don't clean it too good i wonder how sanitary that is um from from my understanding uh i don't i think i did it with this one like they tell you you, to oil them down they tell you you basically don't put don't you don't put them in a dishwasher right um a lot of times you want to burn the oil off because with the seasoning in the uh pan Mm -hmm. uh a lot of times it makes it eventually some of them become quote-unquote non-stick because of all the cooking in it over mm-hmm. the years but stuff just don't stick to the bottom of the pan there's a lot of people don't like cast iron because you know everything fucking sticks to the bottom of it mm-hmm. all right um, I mean, we got one yeah but i'm lazy i'm non-stick fuck that noise myth number four cast iron pans heat evenly so you don't need to warm up the pan as long cast iron pans will gain the accurate reputation of heating evenly to combat uneven heating lopez alt says to preheat a cast iron pan much longer than other pans you own about 10 minutes moving it around the burner in the process on the upside the cast iron will hold more energy than an aluminum pan and the temperature won't drop when you add food that does what does that really mean a perfectly seared steak can be mastered thanks to the fact that a cast iron pan rotate uh both radiates more heat and stays hotter throughout the cooking process to other pans in your arsenal yeah like i say roger i think roger uses it more than me i mean i i use it 
but i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm also a lazy cooker and i don't like picking up something that's five to ten pounds because they don't tell you the motherfuckers is heavy <laughs> you know on the average compared to a lighter pan myth five metal utensils are a no-no using a metal spatula to flip eggs or a metal scraper for hamburgers is fine as long as you aren't deliberately scraping it lopez out says seasoning is resilient and can handle the tiny nudges from metal utensils and myth number six cat handle your cast iron pan with kid gloves as a whole we're being far too sensitive towards the majority of cast iron pans go to a antique store and you'll see cast iron pans that are 100 years old says lopez it's not a delicate flower but rather tough of uh as tough of material as you can get the only two ways to really screw up a cast iron pan not rubbing it down with oil before storing it after use and getting it very hot then dumping water into it which can cause cracks yeah. so there you guys go they're cast probably, iron pan they too. probably need better classes on that because i mean i had to google because i was like what the fuck am i gonna do with this you guys are all welcome i know you like you come here for your cast iron uh pan <laughs> news and uh we like to give it to you we're a very versatile podcast mm-hmm. you know a lot of these podcasts out here talking about all kinds of stuff but you're not gonna get cast iron pan uh tips just anywhere shout out to filter that's for you sir mm-hmm. um all right let's get into uh some ben carson news uh we all know he um continues to be in the news continues to say stuff so we continue to cover him yes he does uh let me find my ben carson uh rap song um because you guys know ben carson does have a rap song and uh that's our intro to it inspire you know what man that just ain't got enough flavor for me karen Mm-mm. i am sorry that i need more flavor from being carson and his and his song so i may have added some flavor Paid for by Carson America. <laughs> if you're wearing the granny underpants and not talk about you right now. All right. You ready to cover this? What's that? What's that? So, so, what that it did. I'll just, uh, I'll just remix it. I thought it needed some, some more flavor. Ah! So I thought that, uh. Oh, did Jamaica's giving a shout out? Who made that remix? 
I made the remix, is what I'm saying. That's I, you at the end with the Jamaican. No, I didn't like me talking. No, I got that from somewhere. That's what I'm about to say. The, the Jamaican at the end. But I thought, uh, you know, it needed a little more flavor to the Ben Carson segment. So I thought I would, uh, you know, mix it up a bit. I like your remix. All right. Um, <clears throat> Ben Carson, let's see. Um, he has plenty of energy. Cause a lot of people been saying he has low energy and they don't like the way he talks and shit. <clears throat> How are you gonna be president with such low energy? Well, um, on Friday after Ben Carson passed, uh, Donald Trump in the polls, he called the fellow candidate, uh, having, uh, out for having super low energy. Carson offered a response Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press by referring to his violent past. There was a time when I, I mean, there was a time when I was very volatile. As a teenager, I would go after people with rocks and bricks and baseball bats and hammers. He continued, of course, many people know the story when I was 14, I tried to stab someone. In the unlikely event, you, sir. In the unlikely event that y'all wanted to. The truth, you was at the Popeyes and not the Popeyes organization. Put them surgeon hands on you with them, with that knife. You'll never come back. In the unlikely event that you are one of the few people who don't know the story, here's how he summarized it in an interview with the Daily Call last summer. <clears throat> one of my friends angered me, and I just lunged at his abdomen with the knife. People have seriously injured or would have seriously injured, probably would have seriously injured to kill him, but he happened to have a large metal belt buckle under his clothing uh, upon which the blade, blow, the blade broke. And, of course, he fled in terror. <laughs> in terror of Ben Carson oh. <clears throat> but I was more horrified than he was because I realized that I was trying to kill somebody over nothing and that I would never realize my dreams of becoming a physician I would end up in jail reform school or the grave and I just looked myself, locked myself in the bathroom and started praying uh, you wouldn't like Ben Carson when he's angry then again you might not like him at all okay <clears throat> um, let's see what else is going on Ben what else uh ben carson says archaeologists are wrong the pyramids were built to store grain what is this real hold up uh yeah i guess it's real what the fuck yeah 1998 in the commissioner's address floated his own personal theory that the pyramids in egypt were built by joseph the biblical patriarch known for his coat of many colors to store grain in the speech given at andrews university a school with ties to carson's seventh-day adventist faith the neurosurgeon shot down claims that aliens had built the pyramids but he also disagreed with the archaeological consensus that pyramids were constructed as tombs for the pharaohs they got proof like they've actually been in them I mean, this is a 14-minute speech. They really could have gave Congratulations me Congratulations to the graduates. They really could have gave me yeah, a, a snippet. A snippet, yeah. Uh, shout out to his young fro, though. I'm a big fan of his young fro. And ah, dude, it is combo. tight, ain't it? No idea that dude was going to be a Republican growing up. Um, <clears throat> my own personal theory is that Joseph put built the pyramids to store grain. Now, all of the archaeologists think that they were made by the, for the pharaoh's graves, but, you know, it, it would have to be something awfully big if you stop and think about it i don't and i don't think it just disappear over the course of time to store that much grain uh <laughs> so it would so it'd be bigger for them to ben got some theories karen 
for them negroes egyptians that they had to put in there uh yeah um he also said he was named the most honest student uh in the yale class that didn't exist (laughs) (laughs) oh did he wonder why everybody questions everything he does an infamous american myth heralded by politicians for centuries holds that george washington at the tender age of six admitted his guilt by saying i cannot tell a lie after hacking down his father's cherry tree ben carson and scenes has not heard this story just adapted the candidate's claim to a full scholarship to west point where we're called into question a revealing series of fact checks by the wall street journal shows that like washington ben carson may not be the most honest politician either the story besides my uh mentioning the beautiful detail that carson wore a pocket protector and tied a class every day reveals uh quite a few inconsistencies in the tales he told over the years one of them involves him being crowned the most honest student in the land the republican presidential candidate told the story of an elaborate hoax in the 1990 autobiography gifted hands tm carson described a yale psychology professor who told students that all of their final exam papers had accidentally caught on fire and that they were they must all retake a new much harder exam according to carson the junior at the time of the story all 150 students refused but one the one that was the chosen one the honest one a young ben carson the professor came to me with with her was a photographer for the yale daily news who paused and snapped my picture a hoax the teacher said we wanted to see who was the most honest student in the class the class according to carson was called perceptions 301 oh 301 uh oh. the yale library confirmed to wall street journal that there is no such class and it ne- did not exist during carson's tender tenure at yale and that the photo of carson claims is taken cannot be found but he's number one in the polls okay number one in them polls dog so that is that's an amazing man Mm. that dude's about to be president but uh yeah that's it for today in uh in carson um let me uh play us out how do i so question yes karen what happens when he's like negotiating with people and shit like he's just gonna lie and say whatever it needs he takes to win we will get the submarines out of the russian sea just trust me there you go we have nukes and we will set them off i have a nuke i have a nuke in my pocket um all ah! right let's get out of here
Every one of us must fight for it because we're fighting for our children and the next generation. If we want to get America back on track, we got to vote Ben Carson. As a matter of fact, go out and vote. I'm Ben Carson, and I approve this message. Paid for by Carson America. Ladies, if you're wearing the granny underpants and not talk about you right now. Oh, you wearing the granny underpants. <laughs> Remix is hot fire, son. Hot right, clear. Um, <laughs> uh, so we only got time for one more thing. You want to do ball alert or you want to do guest race, Karen? It's up to you. Let's do guest race. All right. Sounds like the lady wants what the lady wants, guys. It's a guest race time tonight. Now that is time for some guest race. That's right. It's guest race time. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Ba-da-bup. That's right, it's time for guest race. The number one game show going across all the podcasts, and we read and play news articles all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. <clears throat> all right, here's story number one. A police officer allegedly hired a hitman to kill his pregnant side girlfriend and fled the country. Oh, shit. And that girlfriend, side girlfriend, that's new. Former Austin, Texas police officer Von Trey Clark allegedly hired a hitman to kill his pregnant mistress and fled the country. According to the Austin Chronicle, the married Clark had a sexual relationship with Samantha Dean, 29, for several years. But in January 2015, the relationship took a turn when Dean revealed that she was pregnant with Clark's baby i'm pregnant clark clark asked dean to get an abortion but she told him she would keep that child dean soon began to fend for her life and allegedly told her co-workers that clark would be responsible if she came up missing on february 4th dean was found dead behind a vacant shopping center in bastrop clark uh texas bastrop texas clark was not arrested but he was initially placed on administrative leave as the investigation began it was discovered that clark bought prepaid disposable phones and used them to send text messages to kevin watson kyla frisk and freddie smith through cell phone tracking it was discovered that the phones were last used in the vicinity of dean's body uh, when it was found <clears throat> watson clark's former roommate allegedly committed the murder um wow that's uh that's kevin watson okay uh allegedly committed the murder and fist disposed of the clothes smith was arrested for making a threat to dean's friend after the murder uh watson fisk and smith are all in custody however clark may have gotten away for good clark was fired from the apd for failing to report to a meeting with internal affairs in july he eventually caught a flight to tokyo and took another flight to indonesia the united states does not have any extradition treaty with indonesia so it's highly likely that clark could live there for the rest of his life without facing prosecution well god damn he has yet to be charged with a crime but it's possible that dean's family will never get the justice they deserve because clark was allowed to remain free for six months following her death Wow. Guess the race of Vontre Clark, side chick, conspiracy killer. Uh, let's see what the chat room says. Uh, did I go off the screen? I'm still up. Uh, you're black now. Okay. But I think they still can hear you, but you're black. I'll refresh real quick. Just give it a second. No export being Carson. If he was a president, it'd be awesome. And sound like this dude knew the law. America is a place where freedom is free. Vote. And I eat free fries. 
all the time vote popeyes i don't believe i'm the president you want uh you might think you're looking for that gentleman over there um all right the guesses are i am too old for this shit black a nigga in tokyo either is playing pro basketball or running from paternity suits oh black a negro would be hiding at his mama house white sole purchaser of the ray caruth playing black one who says i hate my guns because they are black 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 are they black blending in okay in indonesia black black couldn't get hired by raven simone with a name like that black and count chocolate the correct answer is black some of you guys did miss it that is pretty pretty black yes that is and he was able to, to, to get around like that uh i mean tokyo to indonesia probably didn't stay in tokyo long right not have been mad too six months that's why he could get away an attempted robbery was thwarted by a local tv reporter just after midnight thursday police confirmed to al.com that vincent crevilli a reporter with 48 waf waff stopped an attempted robbery in the kroger parking lot on oakwood avenue now we're going to be guessing the race of the criminal not the reporter guys lieutenant daryl lawson said that misty sawara wow okay a kroger manager was walking to her car when leonard gray 59 approached her and asked for money sawara uh who was in her car refused and gray opened the door and jumped on top of her uh crevilli told al.com he was at the kroger to buy strawberries and apples after work when he heard a honking car horn and a woman screaming he thought it was a domestic dispute until he got closer it didn't look like a domestic dispute it looked like it was much more she was screaming for help crevilli said he pulled gray out the car and by pulling him putting him in a headlock and held him down until police arrived approximately 10 minutes later when the police showed up crevilli said gray reached for something in his pocket for the first time in the whole incident he's got a knife he's got a knife what was i thinking he said uh gray pulled out something from his pocket but that was when police intervened police at the scene told really the item was a crack pipe oh he's trying to get rid of that crack pipe get that charge while Cravilli was holding gray someone recognized him and asked if he was on television yeah channel 48 news we investigate he said in a reply (laughs) (laughs) he was ready for that that's such a doozy response channel 48 we're always in your corner (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) you know the slogan (laughs) <laughs> probably wake up in his sleep saying that shit right <laughs> is your local is your local kroger too dangerous coming up at 11 on channel 48 news honey just cut the fucking turkey come on uh at the end of the day i think that i did what any man should have he said while maybe the majority of the population doesn't have that same mindset that doesn't mean i did anything great i just did what i should have done gray was charged with third degree robbery and is being held in madison county metro jail gray was convicted of attempted sexual battery in 1998 and is a registered sex offender so who knows what he's uh, gonna do to that woman ain't that the truth guess the race chat rizzle uh white didn't think he was dangerous until the police showed up no we, the criminal nigga not the, not the white man oh wait oh wait i said that backwards god damn it i fucked up all right anyway he was black <laughs> god damn it that's ah at least i didn't fuck it up nah it's happens from time to time i'm an idiot <sighs> son of a bitch criminal not the right man bonus round 
double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. Everybody just got a freebie. But now it's time to get down to the serious business of guessing these people's races. All right. Double or nothing. Uh, all right. A Florida cup. Oh, wait. I can play it. Your help tonight after a 22 year old man was arrested because he pretended to be someone he's not. And they say he has a collection of nude pictures of boys because of it. ABC Action reporter Maricela Burgos is live in Pasco County to explain what the sheriff wants parents to do right now. Maricela? They want those parents to check out their children's Facebook pages or any social media site they may be using. Search their friends list. If they see the name Elena Dentry, she does not exist. He is actually Carlos Perez, who is an assistant coach at this school. Oh! This is 22-year-old Carlos Perez. People know him because he graduated from Wesley Chapel High School in 2011 and later became an assistant coach of the wrestling team. He was also affiliated with the Wesley Chapel Wildcat Wrestling Club. I know him as the outgoing, you know, humorous guy just hanging out. Detectives want you to know another side of Perez they believe they discovered this week. They say since 2011, he pretended to be a woman on Facebook and kick. Everyone who knew him was shocked that it was him. Investigators believe Perez went as far as sharing random pictures of an unidentified woman to trick boys to send nudies of themselves back to him. Sheriff Chris Naco says Perez has admitted it. It's troublesome as a parent to think that this individual was out there as a coach helping to wrestle kids and then he was turning right around and exploiting them. Authorities are afraid there may be more victims out there. So far, they know about 40 of them. Kind of like appalled. Oh, like, I, I do. Was like, in shock. I was like, I don't believe it. David Hill has known Perez for more than four years. The man in the mug isn't the same guy he knows. I hope that's all it was. As bad as that sounds, so let's just hope that's it. Right now, Perez is charged with two counts of transmission of material harmful to a minor the sheriff says he more than likely will face more charges reporting live maricela burgos abc action news damn well guess the race chat room of uh mr carlos perez let's check the chat room and see what they believe latino drives a toyota to sell it can fit 12 of his relatives in it latino i don't know i think she's mexican is too correct to just be liberal uh his real avi looked like a picture of the beach but that was really his back uh <laughs> sorry i just was curious mexican cuban la Perro had to remove the water from his back to make weight latino oh shit oh. they got the latino reporter just so they could pronounce that name right latino half an hour at the grocery store in chicago two hours in la mexican oh. uh natural backstroker latino the correct answer is and everyone got it latino yeah she pronouncing that name cohort i know this i was like i don't know what that is mm-hmm. uh anyway time for sore ratchetness
he's dead mm-hmm. he'll never vote for de- uh for uh ben carson nope clinton wait what i gotta subscribe to read the rest of this well no. this one won't be getting read ain't that the truth new sorry knox news that's not a good program uh how about um man arrested after hamilton sword attack not the play uh police said they're seeking a 47 year old man since yesterday after a 50 year old woman was attacked with a sword at her home they were alerted to his whereabouts after he was identified by members of the public and mangir who detained him until officers arrived he faces several charges including wounding with intent to cause grievous body harm and breaching a protection order detective senior sergeant ross patterson said earlier today the woman's injuries were very serious she had some injuries to her head and her arms as a result of the sword attack she will require significant treatment at the hospital but she is in stable condition the man will appear at hamilton district court tomorrow wow oh shit watch your back out there guys speaking of uh appearing tomorrow guys we will see you tomorrow all right mm. thank you very much for listening to the black guy who tips uh you know we try to try to do our thing for you guys we try to let you guys know that we uh that we care we love you and that uh you guys should get out there and support ben carson okay Paid for by Carson America. Ladies, if you're wearing the granny underpants and not talk about you right now. All right, man. Uh, Till tomorrow. Love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.